That guy's a tool. You're a tool. Tool of the day. And powered by Retool of Rockford, where they buy, sell, and trade tools on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese. Time for today's tool of the day. And yes, my friends, we are going to go down to the great state of Florida for this one. Which is where 90% of all tool of the day stories take place. So it's no surprise there. But authorities were working on an armed standoff in Florida. And when they're doing that, they're usually looking for creative ways to defuse the tense situation. But uh, nothing like this has ever really happened before. On Sunday morning, cops near Tampa, Florida were in the middle of a standoff with an armed teenager on a rooftop. Then a 28-year-old woman named Jessica Smith drove right through the middle of everything in a golf cart. (laughs) It was a total coincidence. She had nothing to do with the standoff, had no reason to be there. Cops were trying to shoo her away so they could focus on the standoff, but she refused to leave and continued to joyride around the area. Oh, and by the way, did I mention she was completely naked? Yes. Woo-hoo! Hey, police, what's going on? <laughs> She's got all her good bits flapping in the wind. Joy riding around on a golf cart in the middle of a armed standoff with the police. She was eventually arrested and charged with resisting an officer. And not surprisingly, she was drunk, so she's off to tool jail. <laughs> Don't be a tool like uh, Jessica here. But if you need the right tool for your job, it's at Retool of Rockford on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese, where they buy, sell, and trade tools. Go in, see my friend Dave, or visit rockfordretool.com. This is the Morning X. If spilling hot coffee on your crotch was a morning show, that would be us. 1049 The Morning X, it is Kev. You know what? Usually we do this on Tuesdays, but we're moving into Mondays because I figure Monday mornings are crappy. The news is crappy, so we're going to move our good news segment to Monday mornings. Got to give you a palate cleanser, some positive stories to get you thinking in the right direction today. Uh, Let's see. Let's start out with a baby in California who was choking an in-and-out drive-thru. And just so happened that a California police officer was there on duty and was able to jump in and uh, save the baby's life. That's what I like to hear. Here's a story about people helping people, people just trying to do the right thing. Earlier this month, a middle school janitor in New Jersey stayed overnight as the remnants of Hurricane Ida passed through because he wanted to make sure that the school didn't flood. I don't know what one guy's going to do about that, but he stayed there just to be on guard. And uh, he says the kids have had to stay home so much already, he didn't want to delay the school year. So uh, school did start up last Tuesday as scheduled, uh, maybe partly because of that guy. Well done. Big ups, people helping people. And finally, maybe you saw the video uh, from the University of Miami football game on Saturday, but a cat, a stray cat, somehow got into the stadium and ended up dangling from the upper deck by its claws. Yeah, like Mufasa. And then it fell, much to the terror of the fans. Uh, But there's some fans below. A guy named Craig Cromer, who works for the university, has season tickets. He and his wife always bring an American flag to the game to hang over the railing in front of their seats. And they use the flag to catch the cat on the way down. Holy crap. (laughs) When the cat fell, the whole stadium gasp. But the flag uh, broke its fall just enough, and then a fan held it up like Simba from The Lion King, and all was good in the world. Uh, And that is your weekly dose 
of good news. If you want positive news stories from our backyard, check out rockrivercurrent.com. You guys are gross and lame. 104.9. Like it or not, you and your friends are a part of it now. The Morning X. 104.9, The Morning X at 8.15. It is Kev, joined now by Waleed Ismail from footballabsurdity.com. Now, Waleed, I was wondering if perhaps uh, you wanted to start with the Bears 34-13 loss to the Bears, or perhaps on a, on a happier note, talk about the Packers getting pounded 38-3 by New Orleans. Well, you know what? I, I kind of feel like we can do both because there was a period of one hour where the Bears were in sole possession of first place, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it. Like, unfortunately, they were forced to play a game, so we knew it wasn't going to last. Right, and I'll start this off by saying now that... Now they're tied. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll start this off by saying that you called it the last time we talked that uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, being on the Rams, pretty much going to walk all over us. Oh, yeah, no, the Rams, like... Here's the thing, because uh, a lot of my Bears friends fans were mad at the game last night, and I kind of don't see it. I, I, all, I mean, the Bears arguably like were the, had the best performance of all the NF, NFC North teams. Like, the Vikings-Lions had to do some crazy comebacks to even be in contention for their games, and they were never going to win. Like, the Vikings came close, but they still lost to the Bengals, which I'm not worried about. The Green Bay wasn't even competitive. I mean, they didn't even do that much. They just got housed. <laughs> they they but sure the Bears, did. But the Bears at least for three quarters were within striking distance. All they needed were a couple of things to go their way. Um, and that's kind of all I was hoping to see from them. Like, I didn't think... I, no no one thought that the Bears were one of the elite teams of the NFC. So why would we... So why would we be? Why would we pretend that they should have done better than they did? That's exactly the performance I was hoping for. Showing signs of growth and, like, not just being clowned. Yeah, and do, do you think it was more of a defensive thing yesterday why we lost... I think it was a little bit of both, honestly. I think um, there were definitely some issues on offense. Like, the problem is, like, when Andy Dalton was pressured, he wasn't, like, doing much. But when he had a little time to throw the football, like, he was making plays. And I think our, I think Cole Komet looked good. David Montgomery was outstanding. Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, they were catching balls. Everyone, all the offensive skill players were doing things. It was a question of just, like, converting those third downs. That's why I'm like... I, I'm just excited for the future because I know once Justin Fields is in there, it's going to be a lot better. Like, well, let's put this in context here. Justin Fields had four plays yesterday. He had uh, he handed off the ball once. He had uh, two passes that he completed both of them, and he had a touchdown run. Mathematically speaking, he has a 25 percent like touchdown ratio. You know, now, you know really- mathematically speaking. Mathematically speaking, if he starts that entire game, we win by 154 points. <laughs> yeah, if, so, you, if you go by mathematics, that's a pretty good win. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so a lot of people on Twitter, I mean, following along with Twitter during the game, uh, the the chant was, leave him in. Do you think that they did the right thing by not playing him the whole game? Oh, no, it's an absolute mistake. I think that they would be a lot more competitive if he was in there. The, difference, the problem with Andy Dalton is um, you're not getting explosive plays. Like, you're not getting, like, the big chunk plays that'll do it. Justin Fields uh, just make, is a difference maker. And, like, you need big plays to win in the NFL today. You can't just dink and dunk and slowly march down the field. Like, they were able to pull it off once, but once you screw up once, it's like a problem. You need to be able to get 20-yard chunk plays to really to really do anything on offense in the NFL. So I was, you know, I, I think I was the wondering, offense was just as culpable. You know, I was wondering yesterday when the last time the Bears actually threw the ball downfield successfully was. Can you even remember that? 
Jay Cutler was able to do it occasionally, <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't able to do it consistently. And that was a long time ago. So, like, it, it's, yeah. it's been a very long time. I can't remember the last time I saw a big, a big pass. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to see that yesterday. I saw none of that. And let me say this. In Cairo Santos, we've got a kicker who doesn't miss a whole lot, but not a single field goal try yesterday. Well, I mean... Part of that's on the offense, though, isn't it? They kept going for it on fourth down. Right. That's what. That, those, that's like, that is exactly what I'm complaining about here. Like, uh, why go for it on fourth and eleven? I I don't know. Honestly, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> no. I mean, when you're in that range, I, I uh, like actually the math behind that usually says it's much better for you to try to go for go for it on fourth down than it is to kick field goals if you're trying to win, which is why you want explosive plays. Right, and if you're not making explosive plays that day, however, wouldn't it have been better just to try and get some points up? I mean, it definitely couldn't have hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, some, just something to think about. Why not utilize a weapon that you have in Cairo Santos? That's all. I feel like those were like those were around his max range, though, too. Yeah, but he doesn't miss so a I'm lot. Not... I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe grasping at straws, but like the the point is, like, uh, I mean, you got him. Use him. Yeah, no, I could see it. I could definitely see it. The guy's going to get bored eventually, right? I mean, if we keep playing this way, the guy's not going to have any field goals this year. I hope that he doesn't get bored. But at the same time, I, I like, you know what? It, I think the problem is he's a kicker, so it's just hard for me to care. <laughs> I, That's really I forgot how you, I forgot your animosity like toward kickers. There. Yeah, no, I, I, you're not, yeah, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get me riled up talking about Cairo Santos. Let me ask you about kickers, since I know you, I know you hate kickers. Uh, you've got some weird thing against kickers. Was that a thing before Cody Parkey, or did Cody Parkey just sour the waters for you as far as kickers go? Oh, no, I've, I've I've always had nothing but contempt for kickers. Okay, that's just my those are just football sensibilities I grew up with. <laughs> Well, hey, dude, we got to wrap it up here. But uh, what I want to know is uh, your takeaway, your main takeaway from yesterday's game. My main takeaway is I saw what I basically expected to saw. There were some positives, like Larry uh, Borm. I hope if he, I hope he's healthy because he actually looked good at that left tackle spot for a bit. Um, and that offensive line could be really exciting if that's the case. Um, and you know, Montgomery. I, I was happy that Matt Nagy didn't veer away from running the football, which, like, the minute the Rams scored, I thought they were just going to pass the rest of the game. So that's showing growth in the play calling. I I saw some positives, but the real thing is I don't really have an opinion yet. I have to see what they do against the Bengals next week. Okay, which leads me to which leads If they look like this against the Cincinnati Bengals, then I'm worried. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that that kind of answered my next question, which was what do you see happening uh, this weekend with the Bengals? They should win. Sure. Uh, as long as they win and they look like a competent football team, I will be I will be mildly optimistic. Right. Yeah. It's but hard. Also, we all know. Say it with me. Hope is a lie. lie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave it right there. Wally Ismail, FootballAbsurdity.com dot com is the website. Fantasy tips and more. You can find Waleed on Twitter and I am the Waleed. Uh, let's do it again next Monday. Yeah. Also, I would say uh, we now have a Twitch channel. So follow us on Twitch. We have uh, we have. Content happening daily. Excellent. And uh, hey, are you doing? You know, I never give you this opportunity. Are you doing any stand up coming up? No, I am not. All right, because football season is taking up all my time. Excellent. Well, I'm I'm glad to see you doing something, man. And uh, we'll we'll talk soon. Hey, thanks for having me, and I'll see you next week. Bye bye. You're listening to Kev. Think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? On the Morning X. 1049 The Morning X. It is Kev, and let's take a look at the weird news wire. 
Sometimes news is just weird. A woman in China claims she has not slept in 40 years. I mean, not being able to sleep is a common problem for a lot of people, but Li Zhangying has taken it to a whole other level. She claims that her sleeping issues started when she was just five years old, which was about 40 years ago. She hadn't slept since then, she claims. She's gone to the doctors who are baffled by the fact that her nervous system appeared to be normal, even though she's gone sleepless all that time. Uh, you know, you got to test if somebody's lying through their teeth, though. So they did a, an extensive sleep study on her. They found that after 16 hours, her monitor showed that she was in a light to moderate sleep. But when they checked on her, she was actually talking to her husband. That led experts to conclude that she was able to sleep while awake, which is similar to sleepwalking, but you're a lot more conscious. You're able to hold conversations. Uh, so she apparently has slept, but not really. That's some kind of weird science thing that I don't understand. Uh, remember the guy who married his sex doll? Remember that guy? Apparently, he's found a new love. His name is Yuri Tolochko. He went viral last November when he married a sex doll. But he says uh, he met the new love of his life during a paid appearance at a nightclub and fell in love with anybody? Anybody? An ashtray. Yes, he fell in romantic love with a dish for dirty cigarette garbage. He says he's been estranged from his wife, Margot, the sex doll. He says his marital bond was, quote-unquote, broken sometime last year. <laughs> Finally poked a hole in it, did you? Uh, somebody claiming to be a time traveler from the year 2714 has announced three dates to watch out for this month. Uh, Ari Yermani is their name. They shared a video on TikTok saying that an alien's going to take 4,000 people into space this month, but he also says that the East Coast is going to be hit by the first ever Category 6 hurricane on today's date, and that on on September 26th, a chimpanzee will talk. That's going to be hilarious. Uh, Yeah. Well, we also talked to a time traveler a couple of years ago uh, on this show who told us that President Trump was going to be president still in the year 6000. So I don't know. I don't know how well we can trust these uh, modern time travelers. They just they just aren't what they used to be. That's your weird news wire. You guys are gross and lame. 104.9. Like it or not, you and your friends are a part of it now. The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X at 814. It is Kev. You follow us on our social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the X Rockford on our Facebook page this morning. The question is, because I heard a story about a lady who named her daughter Metallica, which I thought was a great name for a child. It's got a, it's got a feminine ending, Metallica, the A, that's, I hope it's a girl named Metallica. If it's, if it's a boy, by rule, you have to name it Metallica, and that would defeat the purpose. But uh, yeah, what is the worst band to name your child after? That's the question right now on our Facebook page at the X Rockford. You can text me your response as well. Text Kev and your answer to 59457. We're looking for the worst band names to name your child. <laughs> uh, Amy says, um, so I named mine after the movie, but some think I named him after the band, Atreyu. Yeah, the never-ending story. The main character in that movie was named Atreyu, and that's where the band got their name. But she says that people always think that the, they named their son after the band. That's a great name, Atreyu. He's a warrior. He's a great warrior, as they say. Uh, Vanessa says, Nickelback, ha, 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 had to. Yeah, that's what you name your kid if you hate them. I hate this baby. I will name them Nickelback. To show the world how much I hate them, I'll name my child Nickelback. Tyler says Bush. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's going to get him some uh, laughs from the kids. 
all throughout school. Amy also says Hooba Stank. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That name sounds nasty. I don't actually know what the name Hooba Stank means, but I've always associated with whose butt stinks. Like, hey, Hooba Stank. Uh, but yeah, Hooba Stank. This is my this is my daughter Hooba Stank. Come here, Hooba Stank. Uh, Ray says Guar. Nah, that'd be a fun that'd be a fun name to have. It sounds tough, at least. Hey, I'm Guar. Looking for the worst band names to name your children after. Another one says Nickelback here. I got a text from the 779 that says Hole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Hole. From the 630, Weezer. That wouldn't be so bad. I think I'd rather name my kid Weezer than Hole. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It's 1049 The Morning X, 815-874-2104. The worst band names to name your kids after. Hi, The Morning X, who's this? Yeah, it's Frank. Good morning. How you doing, Frank? You're on the air, so don't swear, okay? All right, I won't. All right, so uh, worst bands. band name? Yeah, to, Limp to, to, Limp. Do not name your fun man. <laughs> Limp Biscuit, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and no matter what, if it's a Limp Biscuit, it ain't. Guy or girl, it's not happening. <laughs> Hi, I'm Limp Biscuit. How are you doing? That'd be the worst. I'm doing wonderful. How are you? That'd be the worst way to have to like uh, introduce yourself, right? Like every right. time, hey, every time it's some... me, I'm Limp Biscuit. <laughs> every time somebody <laughs> asks you your name, you have to be like Reds around the corner. No, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, this is my this is my uh, my other son, Fred Durst. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that completely ruins the moment. Hey. Even if it was happening, it ain't happening now. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Frank, I appreciate the call, man. I haven't heard uh, from have you in a, a while. Have a good one, my friend. I got to get to work. All right, stay healthy. Appreciate that. Uh, I thought about this one. Nobody has said saliva yet. I don't want to name my son saliva. There was a, also a new metal, a new metal band in the mid '90s to, to early 2000s called Snot. So, yeah, these are my twin boys, saliva and snot. It went downhill from there. 104.9, The Morning X. Looking for the worst bands to name your kids after. We're doing that on our Facebook page at The X Rockford. You can send me a text or uh, you can call the X voicemail line, 815-575-XVM1. Or studio line, 815-874-2104. Hi, The X. Who's this? Kevin, it's Heath, man. It's who? I got a horrible name for a boy or a girl. All right, what is it? All right, Maynard came up with this. I don't know if you pronounce it. Pussifer or pussy <laughs> fur. <laughs> Either way, it's horrible for the little boy or girl. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to name band. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that one. Maybe it's not appropriate, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Definitely a good point. I would not want to have that name in elementary school when the teacher's <laughs> reading off the attendance. <laughs> you know, I had to throw my two cents in, Maynard. Appreciate it. 104.9 in the morning, X. It is Kev. Matt Hall is here. What's up, Matt? Hey, Kevin. Good to see you again. Yeah, thank you. It's been a while. I was gone. Yeah, I, I thought maybe you didn't work here anymore. <laughs> thought maybe I finally got canned. I thought it finally happened. <laughs> thought maybe finally the listeners got what they wanted. Yep. And I was booted. The, the, the campaign, the letter writing campaign worked <laughs> and you were gone. <laughs> yes, it's funny because I've gotten more letters demanding I get fired for the stuff I've done on your show. <laughs> I, know, I know, isn't that funny? <laughs> than the stuff I've done on my own show. Uh, they, they just don't get me down there, Matt. Kevin gets hate mail <laughs> on two different shows. <laughs> what have you done with your life? <laughs> I love it. Let's do your celebrity dump, shall we? Time to dump on celebrities. That's what they get. 
Why wouldn't we? Uh, Britney Spears is engaged, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Sorry, she's off the market again. Yeah, you know, she's a little out there for me. She's able to marry people now that she got divorced from her dad. So, that's... <laughs> You know, I, I I'm in the Britney camp. I say hashtag free Britney. I'm I'm happy that she can finally live her life now. I'm more hashtag who gives a crap, but yeah, also that. But the guy that she's marrying, Sam Ashgari, her longtime boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Britney's 39. He's 27. That's not so bad. Britney's a real life cougar now. Oh yeah, she is. She is. She's. I mean, she's our age. You she, know, she's she in looks our age great. Range. I don't know if you've been she following does. her on Instagram. She do, is it is it still is it wrong nowadays to just say how hot a woman is? Is that I don't thing? care. I do it. I, who cares what people she's think? She's smoking. Anymore? Yeah, she's a smoke show. Dude, when I was twenty seven, I hooked up with a girl who was around thirty eight, thirty nine. This guy has the right idea. Yeah, because they know what they're doing. More than that, twenty one year old girl who's slurping Jaeger bombs or whatever they slurp these days. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> Jaeger well, bombs. Like, you're fired now <laughs> if you weren't before. What for slurping Jaeger bomb <laughs> remarks? <laughs> Uh, okay. No, I, I hear what you're saying, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor apparently got into it with Machine Gun Kelly on the red carpet, the VMAs. Why? I don't know. Nobody knows. He lunged at Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, who I guess he's married to or dating or something. He's dating her, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they rushed off the red carpet. And McGregor's people say there was nothing to the squabble. And McGregor said, quote, Who knows what that guy says? I've never understood a word. <laughs> he would kill Machine Gun Kelly. It wouldn't even be, it would not even be close. Well, yeah, I mean, Machine Gun Kelly weighs all of, what, 90 pounds? It's like, 90, it's like soaking wet, yeah. Can't stand that song of his, by the way. I don't like him in general. Just, uh, he's trying to sound like the Ramones or something. My head, my head. It's terrible. Yeah, like, la- like last year he was like a rapper, and then now he's like a, a punk rocker. I, make up your mind. Yeah, it's not good. Maybe Conor McGregor should take him out. <laughs> uh, Shaquille O'Neal in the dating pool again. Why? Well, he got divorced like 10 years ago or something like that, and I guess he's putting himself out there, and he tried Tinder. Why is Shaq on Tinder? Does he need Tinder? I don't think he does, but he got on Tinder and tried to meet somebody, and they didn't believe it was him. Would you believe it was him? <laughs> you matched with Shaquille O'Neal. No, no. Obviously not. No, they didn't believe it, and so he had to delete his Tinder account because it wasn't working. I mean, they could have proved that it was him. All they had to do was call him up and ask him to say the word basketball, because <laughs> he can't say it. Listen. Basketball. Yeah, you know, I watched that TNT thing, him and Charles Barkley, and you can't really understand Shaq that well. I mean, he you can, but he mumbles a lot. Play basketball. Play basketball. And right. here's, here's another thing, too. You know, why is Shaq on Tinder? Like, I have to compete with him now on there? Who are you going to swipe right on? A guy with four <laughs> NBA championships or a guy who had pizza rolls again for dinner last night? Hey, you are in complete control of that, Matt. By the way, I'm the pizza roll guy. I'm not the four NBA championship guy. <laughs> I think we figured it's that out. clear that one up. But at least you can pronounce the word basketball. 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 All right, Shaq, say basket. Basket. All right, you got that covered. Now say basketball. Basketball. He just can't do it. <laughs> Professional basketball player. I think him and Charles Barkley should get together for a podcast. They should, or he should just keep being a DJ. You know, yeah. Shaq's DJ, like a like a club DJ. Dude, Shaq is cool. Shaq, uh, he's also like a, a part-time law enforcement officer, I believe, in Miami. Like, he does a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'd like to get arrested by this guy. That's well. <laughs> I mean, Shaq's a really cool dude if you read about him. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a club DJ. You ever heard this one? That's well. I didn't know he was a Are you for real about this? That's well. Professional basketball player. Let me tell you something. If Shaq was DJing a club, I would go. All right. Do you remember when he was a rapper in the nineties? Yes, and he was a rapper. You can't stop Shaq. What's up, Doc? Can we rock? This is a good one. What's up, Doc? It's Onyx, I believe. 
Yeah, Shaq's not anywhere in this, but it was his album. <laughs> no, he's in that song, isn't he? Well, I mean, somewhere, but not in the chorus. It's actually not a bad song. It's catchy, for sure. I know what you're saying. I would not be making fun of Shaquille O'Neal if he was in the room with me. And uh, you know what? If he walked in here right now, you're right. I wouldn't say any of this stuff at all. <laughs> I would puss out big time. Probably. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. <laughs> That's your celebrity dump. Thanks, Matt. Yep. You're listening to Kev. Now, what do you think of a character like that? 104.9. Well, I think you're wise to keep him locked up, Doctor. The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. It is Kev. Matt Hall is in the room. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kev. What's going on? Uh, yeah. You know uh, you know what I want to talk about today. Uh, pizza? Yeah, definitely Candies, pizza. Candies? Puppies? No. <laughs> Rainbows no. and, and such? No, uh, one of the funniest comedians ever to walk the earth died yesterday. Yes, very man out of nowhere too. Nobody knew he was sick. Norm Macdonald passed away at sixty-one of cancer. He was <laughs> he had cancer for nine years. They say mm-hmm. nobody ever knew. Well, you know, it's up to him to say if he wants to tell people or not. Right, I'm not mad at him for not telling me. I'm just saying that it was like a, it was just a shock yesterday because nobody knew he was sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure very very few people did close to him. They they knew, but other than that, when I heard it on the radio, I was like, yikes! Wow. Norm Macdonald was never not funny. Norm Macdonald was funny when he wasn't <laughs> trying to be. That's he was the thing. Like, so funny. All, all, you're right at all times. Uh, if you don't know who Norm Macdonald is, uh, you might remember him as Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a funny hat. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chewing the gum, right? Yeah. Uh, man, I, I uh, here. Let's let's play this clip because I played one of his albums yesterday after he died, and uh, this clip just kind of is extremely ironic given the situation. See, in the old days, a man could just get sick and die, you know? Now, they have to wage a battle. <laughs> so, so my Uncle Bert is waging a, a courageous battle, <laughs> which I've seen because I go and visit him, and this is the battle. He's lying in a hospital bed with a thing in his arm watching Matlock on the TV. <laughs> Instead of that battle, I, I got him the box set of Matlock. And... But it's not his fault. What the f*** he's supposed to do? Oh, I got you. It's just a black thing in his bowel. And the reason I don't like it is because in the old days, they go, Hey, that old man died. Now, they go, Hey, he, he lost his battle. That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. <laughs> Last thing he did was lose. I mean, it's, it's really dark. And that whole album starts off with like 10 minutes of material about death. Is that a recent album? Uh, 2010-ish. Okay. 2009, 2010, he did a Comedy Central special. So right about the time, he probably was... Right, and they released the album Uncensored. Uh, and... I mean, just not. That's not great comedy fuel unless you're Norm Macdonald or somebody who can deliver material like. Oh, that. you gotta be able to pull that off. Yeah, you can't just do that. Like, you go up there and try to do it. People would look at you like you're the worst person on earth. I know, right? That's and that, that's the thing. To be a, like a legendary comedian, you have to do material that. If anybody but you did it, it wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't work, no. You know what I mean? Like, people, there's very few people who have ever done that. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. If anybody did the jokes that Mitch Hedberg did, yeah. nobody would think Jerry it was Jerry Seinfeld funny. pulls it off, like, you know, with his kind of humor. Exactly. I try to do Jerry Seinfeld type stuff. Never works for me. <laughs> people be like, lame. <laughs> I once had a dream that I was doing an open mic, and Norm MacDonald was there. 
Yeah. Like, I never got to meet him. This is the closest I ever came to meeting him. I don't have a I met him story, so this is the closest you're going to get. Uh, I was at an open mic, and I in, in the dream, I did a joke on stage about a deer. I don't remember what the joke was, but Norm MacDonald was laughing his ass off at the bar hmm. at the joke. And I get off stage, and he goes, oh, man, oh, I got to tell you, that, that deer joke, that's, that's going to be huge. You know, keep, <laughs> you know no, 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 and all night. It was like, no, 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 that deer bit, and you got to keep doing that. So, like, I was, in real life, I was like, I think I have to write a joke about a deer. So did you? So, and I did. Yes, I did. And it's not bad. The, the joke that I came up with isn't bad, but... I heard Ellen DeGeneres do it on an album from like 1995 oh. a- after I came up with it. A similar concept, right? Like a similar. It wasn't the exact joke, but I was like, ah, it's too close. I can't. I think my favorite Norm MacDonald joke <laughs> was, it was uh, one of those weekend update jokes, you know, that he did sure. uh, on Saturday Night Live. Legendary. Yeah. And it was uh, coming in this week at number one on the college charts, better than Ezra. Number two, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I don't know, it's stuff like that that's super funny. Uh, Simple. Just that delivery. I mean, like, we're we're hacking up his his voice, but, like, just his delivery, everything. And I'm not going to play any of it because I could get down a rabbit hole real fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Look up Norm MacDonald's OJ material. There's a montage of it on YouTube. Just follow the YouTube channel, I'm Not Norm, to get all your, your Norm fix. Uh, so good. Uh, and uh, we, uh, we mourn him. We're sad. We mourn R.I.P. Uh, to one of the greats. At 61, Norm MacDonald passes away. Uh, you can share your Norm MacDonald favorites with us on our Facebook page at the X Rockford or over text. Text Kev and your message to 59457. You're listening to Kev. Now, what do you think of a character like that? 1049. Well, I think you're wise to keep him locked up, Doctor. The Morning X. Norm MacDonald, we lost him yesterday. That's so sad. Oh, man. my God. Yeah, that just, that just hits right at home. Right, that hits me where I live. He was one of the funniest people ever to walk the planet. He was a better Burt Reynolds than Burt Reynolds. <laughs> That's right. And Lou, you being such a, uh, I don't want to say fan of the OJ murders, but like. Oh, man. No, I'm obsessed with that whole thing. And that's what got him fired from Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. It was revealed this week the defense lawyer Johnny Cochran once abused his first wife. In his defense, Cochran said, hey, at least I didn't kill her like some people I know. <laughs> Yeah, apparently somebody at NBC was friends with O.J. Simpson and didn't like the repeated O.J. joke because he didn't he didn't stop. No, he did it every week. Even Lauren Michaels said to him, like, look, dude, you got to you got to stop it. And he just kept hitting it harder. I mean, why wouldn't you? It was the biggest thing that was going on at that time. Massive. Still is. It's still a huge story. This week of the O.J. Simpson trial, the infamous bloody glove was finally introduced into evidence. And O.J. didn't help his case any by blurting out. There it is. I've been looking all over for that thing. <laughs> I mean, it did get to the point where he was kind of like, uh, yeah, well, hey, look, here's a murderer. And then there's the next joke. You know what I mean? He really was driving it home. He, he, it was, there was zero chill on him. Right, right. I mean, I'm only playing the ones that got big laughs. Right. You know, there were some where the audience was kind of like, oh, oh God. okay. Yikes. Uh, this one actually kind of similar to the last one I played. Testimony during the final week provided some spellbinding moments. In a brilliant move during closing arguments, Simpson attorney Johnny Cochran put on the knit cap prosecutors say O.J. wore the night he committed the murders. Although O.J. may have heard his case when he suddenly blurted out, Hey, hey, easy with that. That's my lucky stabbing hat. <laughs> Every week, man. Every week. Uh, Norm, and I mean, just like, just Norm MacDonald's specials. Uh, there's one that's on Netflix 
and it's got a long title. I forget. I forget the, what the exact. <laughs> I was just looking at it. I can look it up right now. Uh, it's called Hitler's Dog Gossip and Trickery. That's the name of the uh, special he's got on uh, on Netflix. He was a legend, man. He was an absolute legend. He could tell the dumbest joke on purpose and get a bigger laugh than I could get telling my oh, best y- material. Absolutely. Just yeah, yeah. That was tragic. I, I no one knew. At least I didn't. I didn't know he was sick. Yeah, he, well, he didn't tell the press. It wasn't a big story. He didn't call me. Yeah, <laughs> right. How dare he? How dare he not tell me? But yeah, that's just that's just sad, man. Sixty-one years old. It's too young. Uh, yeah, when I first saw it, I kind of thought, well, did I miss the boat on this? Was uh, this known? But now after reading through it, it seems like that he just kept it private. The weird part about it is that it didn't start coming to all of my phone uh, apps. You know, I got like the the you know Washington Post yeah. that sends me notifications. I heard about it from my friend on the phone before. I got those notifications. This is in 1994? Yeah, I'm on the phone. My friend Doug calls me. He goes, hey, did you hear? I'm like, proceed. Hear what? <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, about Norm being dead. I mean, that's exactly word for word how he put it. And I went, oh, really? And I, I knew what Norm he was talking about. Because- yeah, right, right. Norm from Cheers? Yeah, right. Norm! <laughs> did we lose George Went? <laughs> no, I knew what Norm he was talking about because Doug is like a huge, the biggest Norm McDonald fan. Gotcha. Like nobody knows more Norm stuff than, than Doug. But yeah, with Norm being dead, I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, he died. He, had, he was battling cancer for like nine years. I'm like, what? So like, yeah, I, I open my phone. I'm like, I don't have any notifications. It's not like people aren't tweeting about it yet. And like, like as we're talking about it, it starts coming through on my phone. I'm like, damn, man. I mean, like, like somebody had a direct line to Doug. I think. I get like hindsight's twenty twenty, but now, like thinking back, the last time you saw pictures of him, or he was doing uh, that Netflix show, yeah, uh, he didn't look good. But I didn't know he would. I thought he'd just gotten older. You know what I mean? It's been, I haven't seen him in a long time. I guess he's just a little bit older. Yeah. The last, I think the last time I saw him was maybe last year during football season. He did like a live stream of himself watching football, which is the most norm thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like he wasn't even like, I'm going to live tweet or it's going to be on me and I'm going to talk about the game as it plays. It was, you're watching him watch a Packers game last year, uh, which was, which was ridiculous because it wasn't, there weren't like packed with jokes. He's just watching it, making comments with a guy who's with him. Talk about a guy who just didn't care was going to do his thing no matter what, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't going to bend over backwards to appease anybody. He was going to do his material. He was going to write his stuff, do it the way he did it, and that was it. And good for him. And he was super smart too. A super smart comedy writer. He played dumb, you know, very well. But he was super smart and super good. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a legend lost, right? Yeah, there. it is. But actually, he gets to be a legend now because I think you don't get to be until you're gone. You know? Yeah, uh, that's I, fair. I think I think you shouldn't get to be anyway. You know, but anyway, yeah, we'll miss him. Rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Well, the morning acts at six fifteen. It is Kev, and uh, yeah, we were scared of a lot of crap when we were growing up, weren't we? Like stuff we didn't really have to be afraid of. And a list of harmless threats that terrified children include uh, things like this. Uh, this is a BuzzFeed list, by the way. The Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, I remember being a kid and people telling me all about the Bermuda Triangle. That if you go there. You will never come back. And what I never took into consideration as a kid was that I would never go to the Bermuda Triangle. There would never be a reason for me to go to that part of the ocean ever. But I was always terrified that someday I'd end up accidentally in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, Another one was, this is because a lot of TV and cartoons and comedy shows, they would uh, think that if you ripped a tag off a pillow or a mattress that you'd immediately go to prison <laughs> you know I see that on the cartoons like the guy with the big pair of scissors they'd snip it all of a sudden the sirens would go off 
cops would show up. Not actually a thing. Uh, Quicksand was another one. And that also has to do with cartoons. For me, it was an episode of Gilligan's Island where Gilligan was just standing there and all of a sudden just started to sink. Yeah. Quicksand. Uh, This one is thanks to my dad being horrified that your shoe could get sucked into the escalator. If your shoes were untied, the elevator would, or the escalator would eat you alive. That was something that, that was a fear that my father struck into my heart as a small child. So I was, I was always very careful of the escalator. Uh, worried that swallowed gum would stay in your stomach for seven years. I think science debunked that one. And this one, I still worry about this. Thinking that a ceiling fan could fall on you if you left it on while you were sleeping. I think about that all the time. We put the ceiling fan on every single night, and I'm always worried that in the middle of the night it's going to come whirling off and slice me and my wife to bits. I know that I couldn't do that, but that's one of those irrational fears that was laid on me. What was something you were freaked out by as a kid that really wasn't that scary? My brother told me that there were alligators in the sewer, and I believed that for a very long time. What was the one for you? 815-874-2104. We'll do this on our social media pages, too. Facebook at the X Rockford. This show may contain adult content. Not suitable for kids. You can change the station or you can be the cool parents. Totally up to you. This is the Morning X. 1049 The Morning X at 623. It is Cab. We are talking about the things that you were irrationally afraid of. I was talking about when I was a kid, I used to think there were alligators in the sewer. And, uh, you know, like uh, quicksand was always a worry because of TV and movies and stuff like that. I'm looking for yours. What were you irrationally afraid of? 815-874-2104. You can leave it on the X voicemail line to 815-575-XVM1. Dale's online. Juan. Good morning, Dale. Hey, mine is, I've seen enough shows and enough movies where if I can't see the bottom of any body of water that I'm in, I won't get in it. Does that just mean you think it's too deep or, or, or is it like nighttime, that kind of thing? You just never know what's in it. You never, yeah, I won't. <laughs> I want to be able to see what's coming. Like, well, I mean, it was what a couple of years ago they found alligators in rock in the Rock River. They I mean, did. Yeah, there was somebody let. They were babies, and and then the alligator they found in Chicago. Okay, so the, these were not alligators that that naturally occurred in the Rock River. These are alligators that somebody birthed and put in there. Or that's, that's what they're that's what they're saying, but they never really confirmed anything. But they're saying it was somebody <laughs> had pets, but. But I, that's why I buy a pool. That's why I use a pool every year. If I can't see the bottom of the water, I ain't getting in it. Now, so, what if what if one day you go out to your pool and all of a sudden you can't see the bottom of the pool? Time for a new pool. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was always convinced that, you know, like if I go to like a lake or something like up, if we go up to a, the cottage in Wisconsin, we're by the lake. Uh, I'm convinced that there could be a shark in there. You never know. It, yeah, it, when I was... It could be hiding at the bottom, waiting for its opportunity. When I was a kid, I used to love it, but then after seeing all the movies and shows that they, they like the Blob and yeah, Jaws and everything else, now I it's not worth it. I ain't doing it. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dave. Uh, Dale, thank you for the call. Uh, just got a text from the seven seven nine. Sharks don't live in fresh water, dumbass. Uh, yeah, I know that. That's the point. It's an irrational fear we're talking about here. Yeah, I just found a news article. There's tons of news articles about it. This one in the Beloit Daily News. Small alligator found near river. Uh, alligators to the Rock River. Hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Well, hopefully there's not any in there now. 
Looking for your irrational fears. We're going to put this up on our Facebook page at the X Rockford. You can uh, chime in there if you want to, or send me a text. Text Kev and your message to five nine four five seven. Your first look at what it is coming up after System of a Down. We have a social disease. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We have a social media presence. Oh, that's good. Follow the Morning X on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the X Rockford. One four nine. The Morning X at seven seventeen. Time for some food news. News about the stuff that you stuff into your gullet. Heinz is selling a ketchup packet roller. (laughs) This is the epitome of laziness right here. A ketchup roller that gets every last drop of ketchup out of your ketchup packet. And it's small enough to put on a keychain so that you never have to be without your ketchup roller. (laughs) Shaped like a ketchup bottle with a slot on the side that you feed the packet through. And then a roller inside squeezes all the ketchup out and spits the empty packet out on the other side. It's not automatic. You have to crank it. You still have to do something. Pull the ketchup packet through, but it looks like it's about 99% of the ketchup out of there. But also, uh, it's got a tool that cuts the corner of the packet open. There's a loop on the end, so you can attach it to your keys and use it with other sauce packets, too. Not just ketchup. They're selling for about $5.70 plus $2 shipping. (laughs) Uh, The things people will buy. Uh, Taco Bell is testing out a subscription service. It's going to give you a free taco every day. It's called the Taco Lover's Pass. Here's how it works. You download the Taco Bell app, sign up for a subscription. It costs between $5 and $10 a month, and depending on the location, for now it's only available at select locations in Tucson, Arizona. So I don't know how good this is for you, but you can redeem one free taco every day of the month. The options include crunchy, spicy potato, soft taco, crunchy supreme taco, soft supreme taco. Doritos Locos Taco. Man, I'm getting hungry. Individual tacos typically cost $1.39 to $2.39. So depending on the cost of the tacos and the plans, you'll have to go to Taco Bell between three and seven times a month to just break even. They want people to come back more frequently, so they'll take money off add-on items. Since nobody goes just to order one taco, it's also a convenient way for them to get more people using their app. And finally... I don't know why they're doing this. Hidden Valley Ranch is now selling treat-sized package of uh, ranch dressing to give out to trick-or-treaters this year. (laughs) Each packet has about a half ounce of ranch. That's half of what they consider a normal serving size, so just enough to dip a few bite-sized Kit Kats in. They're selling them in bags of 30 on HiddenValley.com. Each bag costs about $20 plus $7 shipping. It's almost a dollar per ranch packet. At that price, they'll probably sell out, so get your orders in. <laughs> you can be the cool house of the block and hand out full bottles of ranch. Yeah, we're going to the rich neighborhoods. They're passing out full 10-gallon jugs of ranch dressing. <laughs> They're also selling an official Hidden Valley Ranch costume, so adults can dress up as a bottle of ranch dressing for $40. They don't have kid sizes of that. So you, as a grown-up can dress like salad dressing for Halloween. That's your food news. This show may contain adult content. Not suitable for kids. You can change the station or you can be the cool parents. Totally up to you. This is The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. And it is Kev. Matt Hall is here. Hey, good morning. It's been a while since we dug in to the Rockford Misconnections. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love Yes. Being on vacation means you miss out. On all the new misconnections that come through. You know, I bet 
taking a week off, there's probably all sorts of new weirdos on there. Kind of disappointed, actually. Really? I found some good ones, but not the plethora of good ones that I thought I was going to find. Sometimes I think people put them on there just for fun and joking around. Like, I can't believe some of them are real sometimes. And then I also wonder if they ever work out. I wish there was like a misconnection section, but then there was like a results section. Like, what happened? Misconnection follow up. Follow up, yes. Yeah. Like, did, did they get murdered or not? You know? <laughs> right. There, there was a, a girl who called us once and said that one of the misconnections, she was pretty sure it was her. Yeah. And we tried to get the guy to call so we could set these two up. Oh, she was the, the subject of the guy's right. letter. There, there was like an interaction at Meyer in the lobby oh, that's of great. Meyer. And uh, she said the guy never called her. So, oh, yeah. Let's oh. see. Got to follow through, buddy. Yeah. Follow through. Missed his chance. Now, how could you say that these are jokes, Matt? <laughs> well. How could you say that this one, this one's definitely serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were at the salad bar, Rockford. Any ideas where this one's going? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have some references that I'm thinking about. Yeah, Any ideas? Mm-hmm. We were talking at the salad bar, and you were telling me how much you loved to toss salad. Uh-huh. I want to learn more. Now, Matt, you could have a sick mind and think about this one way, but this guy really just wants a salad-tossing lesson. Honestly, where is there a salad bar in Rockford? Because I feel like those kind of went away. Don't they have them in Pizza Hut's? They used to. Like, the, 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 the pandemic took care of, like, buffets and salad bars. Wendy's used to have an awesome salad bar. Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Remember back in the 80s and the 90s? Do you remember? Yeah. I love the Wendy's salad bar. Those little ham cubes you get, <laughs> put on your salad. Is there a Ponderosa's up here? It's like a smoke shop selling Nicorette gum, you know? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it was always, it struck me as odd. Yeah, the salad bar at Wendy's, but I liked it. But yeah, no, I, I have a feeling, this is two guys, right? It doesn't say. I mean, the guy, the guy says he wants to learn how to toss salad. Maybe he really wants to know the perfect way to mix up the lettuce and the tomatoes and the cucumbers. But yeah, you got to toss it up so it's all mixed together. You know, you can't have everything just sitting on the top. You know, two cherry tomatoes and a big cucumber, you know, just right in there. You know, I don't like... <laughs> I see what you did right there. What did I do? I'm talking I about... I just know what you just described. I'm talking about fresh produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even figure it out until just now what you were talking about. I don't know. I don't know where your sick mind is going with this. I don't know. Uh, this one says, helpful guy, Rockford. Okay. Looking to help anyone with a hard job they might have. I go slow and take my time to make sure that it's done right. Now, well, you're sighing already, but that's your sick mind because this doesn't say anything gross. That's true. And he does say he takes his time. Like, he just wants to make sure, you know. Right. He doesn't rush through it. No. You know, these these people today, they're all about getting it done as fast as they can. You know what? Take your time. Maybe it's an automobile thing. Maybe he's saying, I'm not going to go too hard and fast on the crankshaft. Now, see, maybe, but I, I highly doubt that. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're the one with a sick mind here. <laughs> sorry. Hey, sorry for getting all crazy in here. You don't you. have a hard job that you need someone to take their time with? I feel like uh, it's one of those, like yeah, like a car commercial. If you've got a hard job that needs doing <laughs> and you need to get the job done, you need to do 40 150. Maybe you need a pedicure, you know? I would love a pedicure. Nice foot job. <laughs> someone to rub your feet. Yeah. Why not? That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard job. Yeah. Finally, wedding party in Milwaukee. So this person from Rockford. Here we go. Perfect. This is a nice one to starting off. You and a friend were in Milwaukee for a wedding, and you slipped away for a drink at the bar I work at. 
You were drinking and having quote unquote friendly banter about Midwest accents and the pronunciation of Rackford. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because it's spelled R A A C K F A R D. Yeah. Rackford. You get it? I love it. I hear it all the time on TV. Rackford. Yeah. Hey, I'm from Rackford. Well, it's that mix of like we're on the border of Wisconsin, so we kind of get the uh, a mix of Illinois, like hey Chicago, and then you get right. Wisconsin, and then it's all mixed together. Well, the Wisconsin accent is not far from the no, it's, Chicago, it's the same. Northern Illinois, Southern Wisconsin's got the same thing, and and most people do say Rackford, Rackford, and they say car. Car. No, I don't. Do I? Some people have told me that I, I have like a, a, a Chicago accent, but I don't hear it. It's yours is mild, and so is mine. You know, like but some people, like my father in law. There's nobody named John or Bob. It's Jan, Bab. Yeah. yeah. Hey, John, get in the car. We're going to the bar. I love like when you're in like you see like commercials in Chicago. The people, the way they talk, it's so funny. I still remember the the day I told my family that I was getting a job here. Yeah. And my father in law said, and I quote, "Rackford, Jesus, <laughs> Rackford." Rackford. Anyway, what happened with this one? So you wanted to say, he says, I wanted to say you made my night. If you ever get back in town, your next round is on me for sure. So this person is in Milwaukee, and the person who went to the wedding was from Rackford. See, I like this one. It's non-sexual. It's just a a guy at a bar. He thought the lady was attractive. I haven't read a sexual thing yet today, Matt. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. It was just about salad. <laughs> it was just about cucumbers and tomatoes and, and uh, you know, having a hard job that somebody wants to fix. Getting so. the job done, right. Well, I like this one. And yeah. how do you say Rockford? I say rock, like rock. Rock, yeah. Rockford. Uh, I, def- I rock. definitely, it depends. When I'm on the air, I make. I try to make sure I keep my diction non-regional. Yeah. Okay, but off the air, and I've been caught with this, I did a, a spot of the news about a motorcycle ride we were doing a couple years ago when uh, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie were coming to town. And I saw myself on TV. Mm-hmm. And on, <laughs> I wish I had the I had the clips somewhere, but it's too late to dig them up. Uh, I said, and I quote, oh yeah, Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson are coming to town. <laughs> It was so bad. Meanwhile, somebody's in their living room just ripping on you. Look uh, at this guy. Rockford. Yeah, Rockford. Rockford. I try not to say Rackford. Rackford. But, but it's easy. It's easy to slip into. But maybe I should so I can start sounding more local. Yeah, why not? Rackford loves park. <laughs> McChesney Park. McChesney Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do it off the air, but, you know, anyway. Uh, if you are any one of these people, I hope you find what you're looking for, especially this nice person in Milwaukee. Yeah. I hope that this Rackford person comes up and... Gives you a nice salad bar jab. <laughs> That's it. It's Rockford Misconnections. 1049 The Morning Axe at 814. It is Kev. And Dan is here from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau. Hey, Dan. How's it going? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm sure you missed me last week. I did. I'm sure I you're did. like, oh, no, I can't go see Kev this week. Darn. It's the highlight Shoot. of my Thursday morning. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here to talk about uh, things that are going on this week. And we got a beautiful weekend in store, by the way. I mean, the weather couldn't be better. No. Uh, it's that it's that September summer like redo, I guess, that yeah. we get every year. September is my my favorite month weather wise, hands down. No, I, I got to go with October. I got to okay. disagree with you there. October is where it's like it's not sweaty, and it's also true. you're not sticking to things because you're frozen either. So like That's true. it's That's it's true. the perfect medium. But I'll take I'll take September. I will I, I will. But it's it's like unseasonably warm this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, and with that in mind, um, if you are into World War II <laughs> reenactments or <laughs> memorabilia, this is the weekend for you in the Rockford and area. This is how you know you're aging, because yeah. <laughs> because I had no interest in World War II. You I love turned, history now. I turned 35. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, I kept seeing documentaries on Netflix, like, oh, World War II in color. You have to check that out. <laughs> like, like I'm not, I don't have any kids yet, but I'm turning into your dad. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm getting to that point. I'm almost 40 now, and I'm really interested in World War II. It's all part of the natural aging process. <laughs> that was the Great War. That was-, <laughs> that was the war we wanted to be in, and we won it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so with that, the uh, the B twenty five Mitchell tour will be uh, stopping here in Rockford on through on Friday through Sunday out at the uh, Rockford Airport. So if you don't know what the B twenty five Mitchell tour is, the B twenty five Mitchell is a medium bomber from World War Two and was used in every branch of the U S military. So. It will be on display, and then there will be flights if you're interested in that. But you're going to want to book <laughs> those ahead of time. They're going to take people up in that. They are. Oh no, thank you. I, yeah, <laughs> no way. I don't know hell. how. I don't know how that'll work, but I <laughs> look. You can you can call me you can call me a wimp or a wuss or whatever you want to call me, but I don't like getting up in a brand new plane. Yeah, and I'm definitely not going to get up in a in a 1940s war plane. Uh, I'll pass on that. But now that we've talked about it, I'm probably going to look up uh, you know B25 Mitchell uh, models. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put one of those together. There you go. There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't don't get enough of your uh, World War II fill with the uh, the Mitchell tour, World there's War, more. There is more. <laughs> World War II days is out at Midway Village on Saturday through Sunday, and those run all day throughout um, throughout that time. And so it's a reenactment. It takes place in a European village during World War II, and this is the largest military reenactment in the Midwest. So people come from wow. all around for this. And it's something, if you have any slight interest in history, especially World War II, you should stop by. Now, you watch any movie about World War II. Mm-hmm. If they're walking through a European village. It's mostly French. It's in mostly, maybe I'm, maybe I'm and it's mostly rubble. Yeah, that's like, too. That's like too. There's so. just, you see someone sitting in their living room, but they're also outside. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. It's it's pretty sad and terrifying, but uh, an, important, an important time in world history. Yeah, so, that was the war we wanted to be in, I, and we won. I don't think Midway Village will be in rubble, but it will look like a, a French village. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're, talking, uh, we're talking after Normandy, they get into France. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's an important time. Yes, so then switching gears here completely, we have the uh, Greenwich Village Art Fair. So if you are <laughs> looking for a nice piece for your home or a good statement piece for the bathroom, um, so you know, by the uh, Greenwich Village Art Fair on. What kind of statements are you making in the bathroom, Dan? You know, you know, I thought of that after I said that. <laughs> Um, you know, some nice nature, nature scene really sets the mood. How about a nice, uh, you know, wood plaque, you know, you see like they cut out, they cut a, like a plate out of a stump and yeah. then like they use that as a plaque. Okay. Maybe one of those plaques that says flush, God damn it. <laughs> there we go. That- <laughs> Put that right in front of where you sit on the toilet. I bet, I bet if there were any art fair to have that, this would be the art fair. <laughs> I'm, sh- oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so that's at uh, the Rockford Art Museum this Saturday from 10 to 6 p.m. So swing on by and check that out. Sounds like a blasty. Uh, yeah, any, any of that stuff he just talked about and more, you can find info on all that at gorockford.com, where you can sign up for the weekly e-blast. Yes, sign up for the weekly e-blast and then see our full calendar of events. All right, Dan from the Rockford Area Convention Visitors Bureau, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next Thursday. It went downhill from there. 104.9 The Morning X. 104.9 The Morning X. My name is Kev. His name is Matt Hall. What's up, buddy? That is my name. You got it right the first time. The most chipper man in morning radio. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, everybody, it's me, Matt Hall, in the morning. You know, you've actually toned it down a little bit yeah. uh, on, your, on your newscasts on Mondays. You know, it used to be like, hey, a guy was murdered today. <laughs> he was murdered to death in the street. Yeah, no, it's terrible. You brought the tone down slightly since uh, since then. Well, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> set a mood when I do the news. <laughs> well, that's okay, man. No, we appreciate you You're coming down and playing with us every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but we have to talk about science. Yay. It's a science day. What's Lots happening of, in science? A lot has been going on. There's been a lot of science news. Uh, SpaceX launched four tourists into space uh, Wednesday. This is where we're at now. This is the first time we've sent an all-civilian crew into orbit. No astronauts? Yeah, none of them. They're not one of them. How does anybody know what to do up there then? <laughs> I don't know. How are they going to get back? Yeah. Do you think they know what to do Like, if, if emergency happens or something? I mean, is there at least a pilot up there? If it's just four, like, regular average Joes up there, that's frightening. That's like if me and you were like, hey, Matt and Kevin are just going to go to space for a couple days. No, you know what? There's there's a lot of, a lot of ways that I trust you, Matt, but to fly me back from space, no. that's not one of them. Like, hey, man, you want to land this thing or me? Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> yeah, right. Who's flipping the coin? I've done this on PlayStation. Hey, what, <laughs> what does this button do? Don't... Don't touch it! And, like, the door opens. I've seen Star away. Wars. Where's R2? Right. R2, can you repair the back just of the ship? Everything just sounds like it, everything that could possibly go wrong with sending four unqualified individuals into outer space. And they're going up higher than uh, Bezos did. What is the deal with these billionaires trying to go higher and go farther than the other guy? Oh, that's just a big de-swinging contest. Yeah. That's all that is. Yeah. Like, look how big yeah. I am. Uh, Bezos went 66 miles up. These civilians uh, will hit 357 miles up. That's even higher than the space station. Just got random people floating around in space. That's fine. They're zipping around the Earth at 17,000 <laughs> miles an hour. And they got a pretty good view. Uh, they'll spend three days up there and splash down to the Atlantic on Saturday. I would put money down. I, you know, for the, I, I guarantee there's somebody taking prop bets on this. I will put money down that they will not come back. Really? No, I think they will. It's probably it's probably controlled from Earth, obviously. But what happens if like if it gets away from them? You know, and they and they float away like George Clooney and right. uh, Gravity. Yeah, you were, yeah, they don't <laughs> have see that movie. Yeah, they, they don't have people on board that can deal with that. Yeah, what, what the slightest thing goes wrong in space from all the movies I've seen, you're dead. Science is not learning from movies. Yeah, not, Be- I'm rooting for them though. Please make it back. <laughs> They're not learning from movies because another story came out this week that uh, there's a research company that spent millions of dollars uh, on DNA to bring back woolly mammoths. Again, have we not seen Jurassic Park? Right. At first it's all, ooh and ah, but then there's running and screaming. (laughs) I love love how in trying to do Jeff Goldblum, you do William Shatner. Is that what it sounded like? like? Ooh and ah, running and screaming. All right, fine. You, then you do the Goldblum Jurassic Park. Uh, that line, particularly? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, first, there's uh, running and uh, 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 screaming and uh, dying, getting eaten by uh, dinosaurs who uh, had their shot. You're right. You're right. That's way better than mine. Yours was definitely Shatner. <laughs> running and screaming. It's dinosaurs back. everywhere. We're going to die. Although, if William Shatner was in that movie, it would have made it great. Uh, you do plan on having dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Uh, well, it, good luck to them. Yeah. I hope that I hope that the mammoth doesn't gore you 
through the chest so with its giant tusks. It's like a giant elephant, but bigger with, with fur and giant tusks, yeah. That right. terrorize a city if let loose. They're extinct. Leave them alone. Let them be dead. Right. Things go extinct for a reason. Or at least bring back Stevie Ray Vaughan if you're going to bring back somebody. Wouldn't that be cool? Bring back somebody cool. Eddie Van Halen. (laughs) Right. Right. Bring back the greats, man. We need guitar riffs. Quick, get to the science lab. We don't need to resurrect (laughs) Snuffleupagus, okay? We We need sick, tasty guitar licks. Yes. (laughs) That's your science news. This is the Morning X. If spilling hot coffee on your crotch with a morning show ah! that would be us you're listening to kev now what do you think of a character like that 104.9 well i think you're wise to keep him locked up doctor the morning x it's 809 in the morning x powered by expert electronics your car audio and tint headquarters it is kev on the 17th of september and today is actually a very special day it's actually saxy friday today if uh you have any opportunity in your day today to use this music you, you know, this is Careless Whisper from Wham! back in the day. Uh, just have this queued up on your phone and use it in certain situations in your life. For example, maybe you got to call the plumber. You know, you'd be like, yeah, my uh, pipes are clogged. If you uh, want to send someone down here to unclog my pipes. That's what you do on Saxy Friday. It's a, it's a prank call day, so have some fun with it if you want to. Maybe you get a UPS guy at the door, got a package. It's all in good fun for Saxy Friday. Uh, I have guests, amazingly, who are very thrown off by the Saxy Friday idea. I can tell already. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, we have uh, Will Crandall and Kevin Polkey. What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Oh, see, your mic is your mic is going in and out on me. I'm not sure why. We're going to have to fix that uh, when we actually come back and talk about the event you guys have going on. Tap that real quick. Give me a tap on that. Okay, you're back. Say hi, Kevin. Hi. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> nice name, first of all, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, these two have a very cool thing going on this weekend. And uh, first of all, though, I want to talk. Uh, Will, you were our Mark Tremonti guitar winner. I was. You were. That is correct. Yeah, we had. Uh, that was the last concert that we did before the pandemic shut everything down was Alter Bridge at the Apollo Theater. And we had this contest uh, where you could win a guitar and be the person who brings Mark Tremonti his guitar on stage for the last song of the night. Oh. And this guy was it, man. How did it feel up there with Mark? It was pretty awesome. And I got to say that guitar has been put to very good use. You've actually been day. playing it. All, all the time. Because he didn't sign it, did he? He did. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, so you've been playing it safely so you don't rub the signature off, right? It may be kind of almost gone at this point because it was on the backside, so when you, you know, it kind of rubs, but um, sure. I, I don't think he'd be mad that uh, it got rubbed off because it's being used. Right, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. Do you think he would remember you? I hope so. You know, he's coming back. I'm pretty, you know, memorable, but. You know, he's coming back Monday. He is. They're playing uh, Tremonti with his solo band. Tremonti's playing with Seven Dust at the Apollo. Maybe Monday. I can get him to re-sign it so it's <laughs> on there again. Hey, Mark, I rubbed your signature yeah. off. Would you mind? <laughs> yeah. All for good reason, though. Right? That's it's right. It was being used. being used, so he can't get mad. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Uh, Screw City Uprising uh, is coming up not this weekend, but next weekend. And uh, we're going to talk about what that is, what it means, uh, you know, uh, You've come and talked about this before, uh, a few years ago. We did, yeah. And, and it's coming back, and I'll tell you all about it. Uh, actually, these guys will tell you all about it. Coming up here after Green Day, it's 104.9 The Morning X. It's 104.9 The Morning X at 8.15. It is Kev with guests in the studio, Will Crandall, Kevin Polkey. Uh, Screw City Uprising happening at uh, Davis Park in September. Uh, 
this month. <laughs> I said in September, like it's like two months away. No, it's actually uh, uh, the 25th, which would be eight days away from today. So Saturday, the 25th. Tell me, what is Screw City Uprising? So 2019, we put an event on. It, it's a, an awareness event for mental health and substance abuse. It's, it's just trying to bring people together, bring of all ages, kids, adults, um, across the board, trying to bring them together with resources for mental health and substance abuse in the same spot. And so the event, uh, it's uh, uh, it seems like an all-day event, 11 a.m. to, That's right. uh, to 11 p.m. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, long one. So w- what goes on? W- what's, the, what's the event itself? Well, we have local music booked all day um, from the beginning, from 11 to 11 at night. we got local bands lined up. Uh, we're going to have vendors there selling various uh, items, and we're going to have all the community resources set up um, to be able to walk up and interact, get get information, and, and make those connections that that people need. And will you got some artists playing coming too, right? We do, yeah. A couple uh, a couple local artists will be uh, have booths and set up and selling their stuff as well. And uh, one such individual, uh, Kevin Polky, is here. Uh, what's up, Kevin? Yeah, no. How you doing? You are from Shatter Our Silence, and uh, you focus specifically on mental health. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and an addiction counselor, and um, I um, own and operate KP Counseling. But Shatter Our Silence is a nonprofit that focuses on um, raising awareness and educating individuals on the risk factors that lead to young adult suicide. And that is such, that is such a huge issue, not just... I mean, not just here, but everywhere. And, yeah. uh, you know, we think about the rock world. Yeah. Um, you know, we lost Chris Cornell, yeah. Chester Bennington, yeah. uh, you know, to, to suicide. Um, it, I mean, it's such a huge deal no matter who you are. So absolutely. it's so important to get the message out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, both of those individuals died a little over three years ago. And um, and that is a big – it's huge from that aspect. And that's what one of this – one of the big aspect about this event is, is that it's a, it's a substance-free – um, space and it's about how can we have fun regardless of what may be going on. This idea of being able to go out and skate, being able to to listen to music, being able to just hang out, and regardless if you know you're in a dark spot or somewhere on that continuum, um, it's a it's a place to come together and know you're not alone. And that's a big piece that we did a couple of years ago when we did this. Yep. And a, and a big I mean, Will pushed hard to want to get this uh, going and have it to be a summer event outdoors. And he was like lit up after he was out there looking last night at Davis Park. So. Yeah, we went down there, and it's just beautiful down there uh, with the, with all the work that they've done at sure. Embassy Suites. Uh, I got really excited last night. So do they have a skate park there? Is this- so yeah, I forgot to mention that part of it. Yeah. Is that they do have a few skateboard ramps. We're going to be bringing a bunch of people, and and the whole thing's going to be kind of centered around you know that. And so is this is a, obviously it's an admission price. It's free. Free. The How best you, word ever. Yeah, yeah, let's let's get the let's get the clap going for free. Huh? It's free. Uh, and so if you're if you're a skateboarder, you can bring your board and just oh, yeah. just party. Yeah, yeah. Come down, skate. Um, we're gonna have like various contests, little best trick contests, and game of skate and things like that with prizes to give away. Sure. Screw City Uprising again. This is happening Saturday, September 25th at Davis Park. Uh, local band's gonna be playing on yes. the show. So uh, quickly. Lo- a lot of local bands. There's a lot of them, so we're, we decided we're going to make a game out of this. Uh, I'm going to give you, <laughs> I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I was going to make okay. it 15. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to list off all 16 bands. You I said? believe it's 16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all 16 local bands play at Screw City Uprising. Your 30 seconds starts now. We'll go. Oh, geez. Okay. So Seth and Braden of the Fallen Few are going to start. Then we're going to have Jay Church, uh, Cami, and the Can Use are going to play. 
We got Dre Skrilla after that. There's a band called Eartha Clark, which they are phenomenally talented. Uh, Stone the Unknown is going to play. Michael Mike Check Campbell, a band called Don't Get Comfy, Odd Fellows. Nino is going to be there. Unsung Hero in the hour. Super Void, which is Tim Edwards. Um, oh, Tim. Yeah, we know yeah, Tim here. He, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the hour. Uh oh, that's your Let 30 Fate seconds. Let's Billy Duff Clowns and Inbound will be headlining. <laughs> oh, you made it to almost. You got what, three more. Yeah, yeah. Nice job though. Yeah, yeah. well, well done. And uh, you did, I don't think you stumbled over any of them, so that's good. No, I did okay. Yeah, you did. You did a great <laughs> job. <laughs> so that's great, man. I mean, we 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 love local music here. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Tim. Uh, Tim mm-hmm. used to do the Revolution Show on the yep. air here, and you know, just due to staffing things, we haven't been able to do that for a while. Yep. Uh, but I mean, we we definitely believe in in the the local music scene here the local rock scene we've been a supporter of it for it's incredible we could have done two stages with that many i mean you could have yeah for real with the the response of the local music that came and wanted to be involved we could have done but just logistically that would have been difficult so do you have a hope for an event like this kevin where you can make new friends Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you can go to an event like this and meet people you didn't know before and have a contact, just somebody you can reach out to. Yeah. And, that, and that's probably the biggest thing out of this whole – I mean, the fact of recognizing that it's okay to not be okay and recognizing that anyone's there is already in a mindset that it's okay to share your story. Right? Sure. I mean, and that and that's a big piece of what's going on. And, and it, you know, when we, when we were there in January of 19, um, the big thing that I even noticed, and I've been doing this for a while, who was there? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Clint's there. Oh, so-and-so. Oh, so-and-so's there. Sure. And then that made, you know, kind of this idea that there was already this a little bit of comradeship. And I think skating in general does that. Yeah. And then being able to bring it and tie in the music piece of it. And then you tie in artists, and then right. and then you just invite people to come in and experience that. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, it's a whole day of uh, of artistic expression, music, skating. Uh, it's all a form of expressing yourself, right? That's right. And it's you know, mental health is something that everybody deals with, or should be dealing with, or should be working on in some way or another. I mean, if you if you consider yourself to be you know pretty okay mental health wise, <clears throat> you know somebody who's struggling, right? You know, and you probably don't know they are. Is that right, Kevin? Is that, am I down the right avenue? Well, you know, and you make a great point because when I, you know, I probably talked to like 15,000 high school students. I was just at an Air Force base just recently talking. And this Shadow of Silence is directed at the friend of someone who's in the darkness because it, I may not be in that darkness, but at some point in my life, I'm going to come across someone who's in that darkness and am I going to know what to do? Am right. I going to blow it off? Am I going to minimize it? Am I going to overreact? Shatter Our Silence is about educating and raising that awareness so that when someone comes to you, one, you can just ask some questions. Just ask that and being you can do it in a caring, non judgmental way. And if you need to bring that person to someone, you'll know where to go. And that's the main thing that we're trying to do. And I can I can tell you this from personal experience. Um if it it doesn't make you a wimp to reach out and talk to somebody. Um, I was going through some stuff myself, uh, like severe anxiety problems and, uh, and depression. And, you know, my wife kind of pushed me to make a phone call and start to talk to somebody professionally because I could talk to her and that's great. But sometimes there's just some things you need to get off your chest and it doesn't make you weak to reach out to a professional uh, and get help. And uh, it it helps. I mean, it helped me a ton. I mean, like a year ago to now, uh, it's a completely different world for me. I'm glad your wife did that. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> you know, we we talk about it from an aspect of like, okay, we were talking about guitar playing earlier. Yeah. And if you want to be good at playing, right, well, you go to someone who plays well and knows how to coach you. 
right? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so the same way with mental health is that if you are struggling with something or want to improve your mental health, Mm -hmm. then go to someone that can guide you to have better mental health. Yeah, you're, you're, I think you might be better off thinking of them as a coach as opposed to a therapist, right? Because yeah. uh, like a therapist, if you watch TV, you watch the movies, they get kind of a negative light cast right. on them a lot. Like, oh, I don't want to go to a shrink. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Which I'm sure that's a dirty word in your field, yeah. right? Shrink? Well, you know, and for me, my, my backstory is in personal training, football player, uh-huh. bodybuilder. And so my, my style of coaching or style of counseling and therapy is a coaching style. Yeah. And so, and then I, you know, with a therapist, working for me that's really more the approach we do because one we don't want to be that stereotype right who wants to be that anyways and then second of all it's really about how do we we're, we joke around and say occasionally someone comes in here who's mentally ill most of it it's just ordinary people just struggling with something mm-hmm. how do we just help them overcome whatever's going on or meet the goals that they want and that was 100 percent my experience it yeah. was here here's what you're going through here's what you can do yep. you know here here's what you can do here's how you can ground yourself when you're feeling panicked or, or, or something, you know, so it was, it was a lot of help, a lot of exercises. It wasn't. So tell me about your mother, you know, which is like the stereotype, you know, it wasn't like there was, there was like a, here, tell me about yourself at the beginning. And it was like a lot of history. And I've, I've revisited stuff from my past and just brought those things up and brought them to it. And I'm able to look at the things in my past in a new light because I'm talking to somebody professionally and it's helped me to deal with a lot of stuff that I never dealt with. It's yeah. been really positive experience. Good. It, it, it has. So this, uh, yeah, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, no, no, it's just, it's that aspect of it. It's looking at your history and instead of it being your entire story, allow it to be part of your story. Right. And, and you learn from it. And because I was just working with some men last night and, you know, I had experience, let's say at 11 years old. Well, at my age now, why am I still believing the same tape that I played back then? Maybe I just need to look at it. Right. And, and now put it in 2021 version. Right. And that's what, you know, going to an event, being able to have the opportunity to go, one, I'm not alone. Even if I if I am struggling with a mental illness, let's let's break some of that stigma down and just let's let's normalize it a little bit. We don't stigma stigmatize cancer. We don't stigmatize other things. So. Right. Uh, well, I would love to talk about this for like another two hours. We could, we could, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, people need their nickel back, so we got to we got to move along here. <laughs> sure. Uh, but Screw City Uprising, uh, skateboarding, art, music, uh, local bands, vendors, community resources, and uh, brought to you by, of course, Shatter Our Silence. Uh, Kevin Polkey's here. KevinPolkey.com, ShatterOurSilence.org. Uh, you can find more information about this on our Facebook page. I'm going to post the flyer Great. on our Facebook page if you want to go out and enjoy a day of. Uh, free entertainment and uh, you know yeah. just go hang out make some connections and meet some people and and uh, get involved Davis Park September 25th 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. all day guys thank you so much for joining me this morning thank you thank and, you uh, we'll talk to you soon Perfect. Four, nine, the morning X 917 that's the latest from Chevelle from Grays Lake Illinois <laughs> there's there's a commercial in Chicago for Rockenbach Chevrolet and Grays Lake save a lot at Rockenbach Chevrolet. Now all I think of is Chevelle and I want Chevelle to cover that jingle <laughs> from, from Rockenbach Chevrolet in Grays Lake. I don't even know where Grays Lake is. I don't even know if it's like close to here or far away. It from might here, be but... a suburb or something like that. Well, you know what Chevelle should do now? Like if they if they ever hear this, they should put out uh, an album that's all like local car. 
uh, commercial jingles yes. that they've covered. <laughs> <laughs> and they have that. And those those, those uh, car places, those car dealerships have that album playing at their car dealership yeah. all the time. Yes. Like, you know, it's like their light rock station or whatever <laughs> is playing at like the grocery store or something like that. Uh, you're listening to the voice of Michael Palmondary. What's up, man? Welcome. Not much, man. How are you? Uh, it's been a while. Michael and I uh, worked together in Little Shop of Horrors at Starlight Theater, and we've had you on here before. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here, buddy. I've always wanted to say this. Friend of the show, Michael yes, Palmondary on board. Fr- yes. Oh, man, I made it yes. as friend of the show. <laughs> you know, uh, this is one of my greatest accomplishments in life, uh, is becoming a friend of the show. A, fr- here, a friend so. of the show. <laughs> and it only took me two times. It only took me two times. I think you might be my first uh, Jewish friend of the show. Yeah. You're Jewish, well, right? Well, I am not. I'm not <laughs> Jewish. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Jewish. No, you look at Jewish. How have we known each other for like six months, and this is now something live on air that we are airing <laughs> out? That's, that's so funny that you say that because people have been asking me for years, like for over 20 years, since I was like 13 or 14 years old, strangers have been coming up to me and asking me if I'm Jewish. Strangers do? Strangers, yeah, like all the time. <laughs> Malls. I, I know uh, that's what uh, I do when I see strangers. Stations. Yeah, yeah. It's just like people look at me from afar and they're like, oh, I wonder. But it's so funny because people ask me if I'm Jewish the same way I ask somebody I just met if they smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they'll come up to me, like, cautiously, kind of, like, (laughs) looking around to see if anybody's, like, within earshot. And then they'll, 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 like, pause, and then they'll lean in and be like, you, um, you, uh, you, you Jewish? Uh, I mean, that's an even weirder way to ask than I just did. Well, it's a weird opener. You know, most people are just like, hi, how are you? Or like, excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you. And then they say what they need to say. But with me, they're just like, I feel comfortable around this guy that I've never met to just be like, hey, you, your ethnicity, are you Jewish? Is that, can I, can I, can I ask you that? Not your name first. But but what are you? Right. You know, it's just like I get it. I know, I know. I look like Ben Stiller had sex with Wolverine. I own a mirror, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the Jewish Wolverine. <laughs> and I could have just looked at your last name and known the answer to that. Palmondary doesn't sound, uh, doesn't seem Jewish to me. No, it's Palmondary. That's Sicilian. It's not like it's Palmondarystein or something like that. <laughs> right, exactly. Palmenberg. <laughs> right, right, right. So that's that's all on me. Uh, yeah, it is. Just for seeing a dark-haired guy with a large nose and saying, hey, here's a Jewish guy. Let me describe the caricature that's sitting in front of me. The way you describe me right now is the way that, like, an artist would draw somebody at like a great America or like a theme park and then give it to you and you're like oh thanks for enhancing all the features of my face that I dislike the most right Uh, Michael Palmadary performing uh, tomorrow night at uh, Detour. Correct. Yes, Detour, uh, which is out there on uh, Riverside uh, near Alpine. Um, it starts at 8 p.m. That place has great food, great drinks. I love performing there. You should get there at a pretty decent time just because, you know, it, it tends to fill up pretty quickly. Um, but we've got a great lineup on the show. Uh, we've got me hosting. I'm hosting the show. And then uh, local comic uh, Alex Savanti is uh, the guest feature. And then we've got Mike Hover as the main feature. And one of my favorites to work with as our headliner, 
Katie Miners. Katie Miners is a slayer. She's so good. She works everywhere, too, man. She works all over the place. You know what pisses me off about her? What? She started after me. Did she really? She started comedy after me. She was actually, I remember one day at an open mic, she came up to me because she had just booked her first showcase. Really? And she was super nervous. And she was like, what can I expect? What should I do? And I'm like, just just relax and have fun with it or whatever. I kind of was like, you know, but like, and now she's she's just a murderer. She's she's so good. What's funny about her is I saw like her first time on stage and she was slaying from word one. I mean, oh, really? she's just so yeah, she's so good. So good and different so from good. any comedian you've seen. Yes. Yeah, she's got a very unique style that's so fun to watch. Yes. And she just really knows how to like work a room. She knows how to work a crowd, too. And she's one of those people, when you watch her, you're like I'm watching like a working professional comedian. Like, she knows how to work. Right. And, and obviously because she works everywhere. Right. <laughs> I'm jealous. I love her work. But I'm so I I, I want to be her someday. Is what I'm <laughs> I hope you can accomplish that goal. Yeah, I'm not man, sure too. how easy that's going to be. But uh, you want to stick around for a while? Yeah, absolutely. We'll hang man. more with Michael Palmandary, the non-Jewish Michael Palmandary. Yeah, uh, more with him coming up uh, right now. Though we got something to do. Let's do the tool of the day. That guy's a tool. You're a tool. Tool of the day. Every morning show needs a dumb criminal segment, Michael. All right, fantastic. And this is it. The tool of the day, powered by Retool of Rockford, where they buy, sell, and trade tools on East State Street right next to Chuck E. Cheese. And uh, we don't get to go to Canada very much for the tool of the day, but today we go to Toronto. Okay. Uh, A guy in Toronto was arrested for drunk driving because he was in a parking lot continually doing donuts. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're drunk and looking to draw attention to yourself... Do donuts drunken in a parking lot. Okay. That'll do the trick, right? That's good to know. Yeah, I don't have much going on this weekend other than the show, so I might give it a whirl. <laughs> That'll draw the sirens, won't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the police come up, they get on the speaker, ask him to stop, and uh, he didn't, so eventually they had to box him in. You know, dangerous maneuvers to right. box the guy in. And uh, Oh, and one important detail here, the cops were able to get to him so quickly because the parking lot he was doing donuts in was the police station parking oh. lot. <laughs> I wanted to know where it was. I was like, of course he's going to draw the attention of cops. He was doing donuts. Great idea, numbnuts. Now you're the tool of the day. Don't be a tool like this Canadian asshole here. But if you need the right tool for your job, retool of Rockford on East State Street next to Chuck E. Cheese. They buy, sell, and trade tools. Go see my friend Dave there. Tell him the Morning X sent you. Go to rockfordretool.com. You're listening to Kev. Think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? On the Morning X. 1049 The Morning X. Kev at 940 with Michael Palmandary still on board. What's up, man? He decided not to leave. That's good. <laughs> I, I, I thought about it, but I stayed. Uh, Michael, you're, you're a comic. You're performing tomorrow night at Detour with a bunch of fabulous comedians. We'll get to that again later. Right. Uh, but I also would like you to help me out here because we get a little service um, uh, in the radio world. Okay. That sends us jokes. Okay. Oh, my god. <laughs> They're like, here's, here's what's going on in the world, and here's a joke for it. Okay, right? perfect. Uh, we don't... On this show, as a rule, don't use those jokes, right. but I want to throw some of those out to you to see if you approve, you oh, know, great. or if you can improve them. All right. Yeah, we'll do improve the joke. How okay, about cool. Yeah, let's do it, man. As a comic, this is your challenge Sweet. today. Uh, we'll get to that after the Real Rock Report, and uh, hey, you might you might know of the singer of this band. Uh, this is Fozzie. Uh, Chris Jericho is yeah. a pro wrestling fan. You know this dude. Y2J, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is their latest. It's called Sane. It's on the Morning X. The Real Rock Report on the Morning X. 
949, The Real Rock Report, powered by Oscars Pub and Grill and Jack's Pub. Lou's not here, so I get to do it today. Uh, even though his former bandmate Tom DeLonge revealed earlier this month that Mark Hoppus had finished chemotherapy, the Blink-182 bassist has now shared his own update on what's next. He tweeted Wednesday night, quote, Today I'm grateful to be not going in for chemotherapy. It's been three weeks since my last treatment. Normally I'd be going in today. Normally... Uh, getting pumped full of poison every three weeks is my normal. On the 29th, I get scanned and will know if it worked. Uh, he's undergoing treatment for stage four uh, B-cell lymphoma. Not good, but in a text conversation that DeLong posted on Instagram, the basis said that his doctor thinks the chemo did the trick and I'm done. But also if the chemo didn't work, we do a different treatment entirely. Uh, so as always, we've been pulling for Mark since the start of this whole thing. So hopefully he can pull through. The Black Keys will mark the 10th anniversary of their 2011 El Camino with a reissue in multiple packages on November 5th, the deluxe edition, a three LP set. We haven't said LP since the record days, but it's fine. That is a remastered version of the original album, plus a previously unreleased show from Portland, Maine. And the super, super deluxe edition is a four CD or five LP set that adds BBC Radio One session from 2012, a 2011 Electrovox live session, an extensive photo book and limited edition poster, and a new car scent air freshener that will also be available digitally. And that is your Real Rock Report, powered by Oscars Pub and Grill on East State and uh, on Jack's Pub in North Perryville. Both open at 11 a.m. 450 specials all day long and also 350 wine and uh, happy hour specials and they have tickets to their Cubs bus trip to Milwaukee on Sunday if anyone's interested tickets only 80 bucks they can get more info by calling Oscars at 815-399-6100 still here with Michael Palmondary what's going on man and Chelsea's here hey what the hell are you doing here I just popped in because I heard Mike was here just whack that mic. When it gets crackly, just whack it. You're good. All right. <laughs> this is pro gear in here. <laughs> uh, so, Chelsea, you know about this. Uh, when we have show prep that is sent to us, sometimes they give us jokes to say. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and they're not normally, like, the best jokes. No, they're not. So, you know, uh, they give us, like, showbiz jokes, and we're supposed to say these as if they're our material. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just naturally, like, you just made them up. Right. On the spot. Exactly. And, and it's these Perfect. like late night, you know, Jay Leno Dude, style yeah. monologue yeah. jokes. And they're just, yeah. they're just not good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the jokes. We're going to read you their punchline and we'll see if you can do better. All right. Okay. Well, if I don't do well at this, then this is not good <laughs> plugging for the comedy show tomorrow night. Well, just, just know that Michael's on the spot here. Okay? Yeah, this is true. This is true. Michael's on the spot. But, but you I'm know. looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. I can't I'm ready. Wait. Let me see if I can improve this. It's more about making fun of how bad these punchlines are. Yeah, that's going to be great. Okay, uh, Chelsea, this might be a mystery to you. Do you know who Elvira is? Why does that name sound familiar? Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. No. Nothing? She, she's very well known for, like, <laughs> Halloween stuff. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's like a she's, Halloween she, movie she, intro person. Yeah, she's yeah. like a horror film, like, huge, yeah. huge star in the horror film genre. Well, she turned 70 today. <laughs> and these days, the scariest thing about her is what she looks like without a bra. <laughs> That is the line they give us. I think. I think the headline. I think the headline for that should be Elvira turns seventy and her breasts turn thirty. That was great. Let's see. Let's. See. I'm reading these cold, by the way, so okay. I don't know how good or bad. Should we these turn are. up the temperature in the room? Do you need to? Oh, you need a sweatshirt. Bumps. All right, get out. <laughs> I well, change that's detour tomorrow night. <laughs> I changed my mind. Get my out. mic off. <laughs> dad jokes, dad jokes. When the dad jokes, dad jokes. Oh, man. <laughs> uh. Okay, uh... 
the latest season of America's Got Talent has come to a conclusion, and that conclusion, no one in America actually has talent. <laughs> the show is now canceled. <laughs> America doesn't have talent. <laughs> We've all, we've all watched for years, and we've all decided not a single one of us have an ounce of talent. Give it back to the UK. Yes. What's, what's great about these, these show prep services that send us these jokes is they know how bad some of the jokes are. Right, Because they right, actually, after right. this next one, they actually put the words rim shot in parentheses. Really? You know what a rim shot is. Yep. Yeah. So oh, my god. Here's the joke. Rapper Flo Rida turns 42 this week. He's celebrating his birthday with his slutty sister, Ida Ho. <laughs> so bad. What? <laughs> Ida Ho. Oh, my gosh. Oh Did they write that gosh. in 1992? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Idaho, Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, right, right. right. Oh, I kind of love hate that joke. To Same. be perfectly right. honest, and that's with that's you. that's why yeah. I'm doing this segment this way. I would never read these as if they were right. mine. You know? <laughs> right. Hey guys, I got some zingers for you here that I just came up with. For some reason, you're like a 1920s talkie radio guy now. Hey. I'm from 100 years in the past. Uh, Maya Bialik and Ken Jennings will take turns hosting Jeopardy for the rest of the year or until they post an offensive tweet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is my career's on the line? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shh. I almost swore. Uh, that means oh, we got to wrap things up. Uh, we are running very late here, but uh, I wanted to remind you that the man himself, Michael Palmondary, performing tomorrow night at Detour on Riverside. Uh, is that Love's Park? Detour? Yeah, yeah, that's Love's Park. On Riverside in Love's yep. Park uh, with Katie Miners, with Mike Hover, with Alex Savant. Correct. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m.? Tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Detour. I'm hosting. Uh, so please come out, have some, have some food, have some drinks, have some laughs. Uh, come see the show. We love having shows in the state line area weather. <laughs> state line area weather. I love saying that. Anyway, please come see the show. Thanks for hanging out with me today, Michael. Of course, me, you are always welcome because you're now officially a friend of the show. I'm a so. friend of the show. Yeah. I'm a friend of the show. I made it, folks. Uh, it's Morning X, powered by Expert Electronics, your car audio and tint headquarters. We'll be back on Monday. We'll talk to Wally Dismail from FootballAbsurdity.com about the football nonsense over the weekend. And uh, we'll have your uh, good news stories on that day as well. Half is in after 10 o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a great weekend. It went downhill from there. 104.9 The Morning X.